This program contains language that is intended for mature or immature or immature audiences. Anyone affiliated with this train wreck of a show assumes no responsibility for its content. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to hide the kids and pop the top on a cold one. Coming to you from the Riverbank Studio in Nitro, West Virginia, please welcome the inebriated cast of Section 304. Welcome into the Section 304 podcast. We're drinking beers, talking ears. Thanks for checking us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, and at Section304Podcast.com. I'm Anthony Lewis in the studio with John Crum, Matt Durrett. Jeremy Yost. It's good to be back. Uh, got a good show lined up for you today. Jake Carr is going to oh, join us Jakey. in the next segment. West Virginia baseball freshman phenom. From the, the ace from motherfucking St. Albans. St. Albans, yep. But, um, so, I mean, listen, it's things have been kind of crazy the last few weeks. What are you doing? What the fuck are you doing, bro? You pi- what are you, what are you, I think he uh, wants to light some... Post Fourth of July fireworks off. <laughs> he's going yeah, you know, to try to match. He's going to set off your sprinklers. John so. Pierre Paul his hand. You like the smell? Of I the like the smell match? matches. You don't like creep. the smell matches. Give me those. So one of the oh, things dude. we started discussing before we hit record was the fact that you know the TV landscape may change. We don't know where sports is, what direction sports is headed in, but um, you you're, you're going to change your your done, viewing buddy. habits. I'm done. Called DirecTV the other day. <coughs> Called him, looked at my bill. I said, uh, yeah, you know, one one ten, one eleven to you guys a month for a trash ass service that what really do you, <laughs> do you, what are you getting for hundred and ten dollars a month? You get basics. Okay. You get you get the basics and then they give you hundred and fifty five channels. I think like the the golf channel, MLB, NFL, CBS Sports Network, and NBC Sports is like the extra tier. That elevates me from uh, the sixty a month to the fucking eighty a month, and then once they tax you out for every box that you own, and the fucking tower, and then the securities, and then the fail safe, and all that bullshit, you come out to one. It's about one ten, one fifteen a month, and that's with sixty dollars in uh, sixty dollars off for twelve months, which I had to call and threaten to leave in January to get that. How'd they take that? Uh, he gets ESPN, I told the guy, I said, not yeah, I'm, basically, um, I'm basically done with you unless you cut my bill back to where it was. I said, your service is shit. I will not pay $200 for it. I said, I've got internet. Um, I can go stream Netflix and, and get ESPN Plus and be just as happy as I am with that than I am with your service. So... I called the other day. The lady was like, oh, what can we do? You know, I can knock you down to the next tier, and it'd be 58 a month for six months, and you'd be right there where you want to be. And I said, yeah, and then in six months, I have to come back. I have to talk to you. We go through this shit again. Whereas to I cancel you, I go to YouTube TV, and I pay 50 a month forever, and I get more channels. You get the shit that you want? You get all the sports channels and shit. Now, you don't get, like, the league pass and all that, but you can. You have the ability to buy it just like you would with Direct with oh, YouTube. Nice. I cut it back at the end of February. It's, and yeah, it, it it's, is. Um, the only thing was where we didn't have the NCAA tournament in 
sports kind of went away. I, I don't know what it's going to be like for college football if we have college football. We'll have college football. So I have to get an antenna because I have sling. I don't get the like CBS and you don't get the locals. No, you're a swinger. Be careful with that. When you get your antenna, make sure you don't get the eight dollar one. Right, and also too, I believe locally we're in Charleston. Saying you should pick it up digital, but you can. But you like, for instance, um, I have a tough time picking up WSAZ, which is an NBC affiliate Mm, out of Huntington. There's nothing I would watch on W. I mean, my my concern Chicago PD, bro. Yeah, the only thing I care about is like the Masters on CBS, college football, and then well, in the local CBS channel, WOWK. Is on a weird wavelength, so you have to like. A lot of people used to call in when we when I worked there mm-hmm. and have to deal with their engineers because they're on a weird, uh, yeah, frequency. So just be careful with that, especially with CBS. So As don't go it, don't go cheap on your antenna is what he's saying. Yeah, I mean, don't get the three hundred dollar deal, but if you went to YouTube TV, it's fifty a month, and you get all those locals. Really, we, has that hit our market yet, though? Because YouTube TV, yeah, oh yeah, okay. It's here. It's been here. So you what, told him, fuck you, basically. Yeah, I said, you know, the chick was like, uh, I said, why would I Why would I come back to pay 58 a month and then do this shit again in six months? I said, when I can pay 50 a month, get YouTube TV, get all the channels I want, and I don't need you for anything. I said, your service is obsolete. You're about to be extinct. And she said, well, understood. Um, <laughs> they, well, I mean, that that is the future. It's yeah, she was streaming. like, understood. She's like, and then she said, well, can I talk to you about our streaming service? I said, oh, you're welcome to talk to me. I'm not going to get it. Direct TV now? Yeah, I said, I'm not going to get it. Said, you're welcome to talk to me about it and tell me about it. And she said, AT&T now, Direct TV uh, now, this is what it is. I said, what's the cost? It's like 70-something a month. I said, again, you're too expensive. So why would I pay you when I can get this shit for fifty? I was why like, are they taxing people for the boxes still? That should have, that should have just gone away. They should have just said, "Hey, we're we're going to save you money." Here's the thing they do too: if they like say you have it, and they call you and they're like, "Hey, we see that you're due for an upgrade in equipment. You're going to get this for free, like a whole home DVR for free." And you say, "Oh, okay, we'll come and hook it up." When they come and hook it up. You're now into a new two-year contract with them. Right. And they don't oh, tell yeah. you that. Anytime you upgrade. Yeah. I got fucked like that on my phone. My Only phone thing phone. they have going for them is the NFL package. Well, that's over after this year, I believe. Yeah, they're toast. Really? I believe the NFL's TV rights come up either this year or the following year, and DirecTV NFL is going to get their own streaming service. Nice. Well, they've what already they got need? their own network, what so I mean, why not? What do they need DirecTV for? But that's, yeah, that's an old, antiquated... Um, and there's nothing on well, pay per view anymore. Either. I mean, I was going to say the UFC is gone with ESPN Plus. So. Yeah, there's nothing on, and UFC is the only pay per views out there. And uh, you know, so Until Tyson I can comes get back and fight. I can get Tyson Holyfield four. Is that going to be three or four? Three. Nice. And you can order all that shit through ESPN.com, or you can find a, a play. You know, they all make them available. You don't will need pay per view. Will you buy the Tyson fight if he fights Holyfield? No, because Evander Holyfield doesn't need to be in a ring. Not, not with Tyson. Have you seen that animal? Yes, Ooh. Tyson's a stud, dude. I what wouldn't fuck with him. He's like what 50, 53. Yeah, because he's in shape. He looks like he could kill somebody. Yeah. Well, well I mean, you got to think about the it baddest too. dude. Ever. You got to think about it with Tyson. I mean, when when Tyson went out, Tyson went out just prime. 
So he didn't take all the blows like Holyfield and all them did. He came. He back didn't take the, the blows anyway. Kind of a shell of himself. I think he lost. He, he. I remember his last fight. He lost to some bum, and he was like, "I just some don't. Guy, I don't want to do this anymore. Like I'm. I'm over he, it." He had lost his yeah. will to to fight. But he's kind of had a rebirth. I mean, he. I think he has a podcast, and he does all Hot kinds box. of stuff. He you ever listen to that? A lot of weed, dude. No, I've not. I've it's yet great. to listen to that. Is oh, it's it good? good. It's, it's good. good. The dude who does it with him is kind of weird. Like, he's got a weird voice. Like, he's, I don't know. I think he sounds like he's like a 70-year-old man, but really he's like, I think he's 28, 29, played in the NFL. But Tyson has his own weed. Mm-hmm. He's got like a weed resort out in California. <laughs> and I was listening to Rogan talk about his weed. Uh, Rogan had somebody on. And he was asking the guy if he'd ever smoked. And dude was like, no. And Rogan pulled out this thing. He said it looks like a fucking gorilla's finger. <laughs> it's Tyson's joints that he rolls. They're like pre-rolled and you can buy them. And the guy was like, you know, what's that? And Rogan was like, you do not want to go there. <laughs> he was like, you don't. He's like, that's Mike Tyson shit. You don't want to hit that and have it be your first uh, experience. He was like, look at this thing. And he like opened it and it's like a, it's like a cigar. It's just, it's huge, Man. but uh, yeah, I didn't know Tyson was planning to come back. The last I heard him talk about boxing, he said he didn't even want to do it because it made him a person he didn't well, like. He well, brought, he he inked that he inked that thirty four million dollar charity deal against that rugby player. So I guess well, he is going to fight that rugby player. Is going to get in lights out. He's going to get. Well, you you remember out. last time? You Tyson remember last time? Last time out. Tyson did that charity thing and. Peter you know, McNeely. Yeah, uh-huh. and he's working the guy, working the guy, and the guy lands one on him, and he rocks him, then he catches him <laughs> just just to say, you know, look, we're, we're not going to play that game. Yeah, but don't, it, don't hit me, man. You know, if, if you want to go for a knockout, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll fight. But yeah. he caught him and kind of stood him up and let him get his bearings and was like, okay, okay. It's McNeely, for charity. It's for charity. M- McNeely wasn't charity. McNeely's the guy he knocked out after he came out of prison. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. Fucking Pete McNeely. Now, it was Hurricane. Hurricane. It was charitable of him to give McNeely that paycheck. Yeah. And then he got that pizza commercial where he got knocked out by the slice. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Spinning stuffed crust slice, put McNeely to the ground. It's about all it took. Yeah. It was not good, but Tyson's a fucking stud. Tyson, if Tyson comes back, that's what boxing needs. People will watch it because it's Mike Tyson. Boxing, well, boxing itself is trash. There, boxing, there's too many titles. They don't have to fight one another. That's the thing with the UFC and why the UFC is is more enjoyable because you can't duck and you can't hide and and run. Like Terrence Crawford should have fought Errol Spence two years ago, right? And it won't happen because Spence says Crawford's not on my level. Crawford says I'm the best there is. They both got titles. So they both have the case of saying they're the best. Well, okay, jump in the ring and prove that shit. They need to reunify the titles. It, but nobody will ever do it. Canelo had a chance to unify some shit and threw one in the trash because they tried to tell him when to defend it. And he said, yeah, I'm not going to do that. This, These are the days I fight. I fight Cinco de Mayo and I fight in September. Mm-hmm. And I, other than that, I'm not doing it. And then they tried to make him fight Golovkin for a third time. He said, I'm not going to do it. He doesn't deserve it. I beat him. So you can just duck and duck cover and, die, and run. Yeah. In the UFC, you can't do that. There's one title you want it, come and get it. But these guys can duck and. T- I'd like I'd watch Mike Tyson fight a legitimate heavyweight. Well, Tyson Fury told him he he said you come back. He said I want Tyson you. Tyson Fury may not want that smoke. I don't know. I don't know, man. Tyson Fury <laughs> and Mike Tyson. Once how, mu- again, how much of a reach does 53 years old Fury have on Tyson? Tyson fights in a phone booth, pal. Yeah. 
Tyson if, don't but, fight. Tyson but that's don't what, fight but right Lewis, he couldn't handle Lennox Lewis. Yeah, that's how Lewis got him. Just, just jabbed him. Right, he kept him away from him. But if Tyson would have ever, ever got in on Lewis, Lewis would have been done. He never, he never got in. I'm not taking no body work from Tyson. No. No. Not even talk, for charity. You think fucking, you <laughs> fuck think them kids. They're telling you fucking COVID-19 will shut your lungs and breathing down. Imagine what a fucking big body shot from Tyson will do to your breath. Who was uh, the guy Who was the guy that Tyson fought that uh, pretty much flopped off one punch? That's probably Pete McNeely again. <laughs> no, there was some early. No, I mean, early it was an early one. That he barely, like, he just glanced him and the guy drops and doesn't, doesn't get back up. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what I would do. Yeah, that would be me. Pay me. I'd I get my paycheck. You won, and I'm. I'm getting paid. Fucking hurricane force winds coming by with that hook that he's yeah. throwing, man. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be joined by WVU pitcher Jake Carr. Uh, I think we'd be watching some College World Series action right about now. Uh, if, uh, yeah. Be close. But we'll catch up with Jake, see how things went in Morgantown for his first season, and we'll do that when we come back. We'll be right back after this word, 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 word. Son of a bitch! When your heating and cooling system needs service, turn to Francisco Heating and Air Conditioning. They've been delivering quality service in West Virginia since 1980. No matter the make or model, Francisco Heating and Cooling can make sure your unit is back in service in no time. And their work is guaranteed. Francisco Heating and Air Conditioning is fully licensed and insured and is a certified train dealer. And remember, it's hard to stop a train. Find them on Facebook or call 304-542-1895. Catch the Mountaineers in comfort with Francisco Heating and Air Conditioning. It's the start of fall and football here at Tony the Tailor. No one in the Mid-Atlantic does men's clothing like Tony the Tailor. Best selection of quality sportswear from Johnny Owen Brax. Huge shoe department featuring Cole Hahn, Donald Pliner, and D. Bianco. Jackets and suits from Hickey Freeman, Samuelson, and Talia. And of course, free alterations by Master Tailors. Tony the Tailor, 822 Virginia Street, downtown Charleston. 304-833-9403 or online at bestmastertailor.com. Wally's and Wimpy's Sports Digest, a West Virginia legend for three decades, is back. Get the scores, the schedules, special features. Wally's and Wimpy's has everything you need to get ready for the big game. High school, college, and pro sports, it's all in there. The Mountaineers, the Thundering Herd, every NCAA Division I conference, the Mountain East Conference, the National Football League, we've got it. Go to WallyWimpySports.com to find out where you can pick it up and how you can get Wallys and Wimpies delivered straight to your inbox. Wallys and Wimpies Sports Digest, back and better than ever. Okay, Takashi, what do you got? Well, I think I have a frush. What the fuck is a frush? A frush. Oh, well, see, I got two sevens, and two sevens beats a frush. Oh, oh thank you. Welcome back to the Section 304 podcast, Drinking Beers, Talking Ears. Thanks for checking us out. And again, you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud. You can always bookmark us at section304podcast.com. 
On this segment, I've been joined by WVU. I guess he'll be a sophomore. How's this going to work? Yeah, he'll be a freshman. Is he go- are you going to be a right, freshman? Right, Jakey, you get, your, you get your freshman year back, right? Yeah, I'll still be a freshman right, in baseball, so on paper, but sophomore academically. So. so on paper, he'll be a, a freshman again, but he was able to get up to Morgantown this year and, and get some work. Welcome to the show, Jake. Thanks for joining us this week. Thanks for having me. Well, obviously, this has been a, a strange year for you. Um, I guess, can you just talk a little bit about the anticipation? You know, you, you were coming off of a state championship at St. Albans. Uh, people were looking, especially around the state of West Virginia, were looking forward to watching you pitch in Morgantown. And then this COVID thing kind of hit. So I guess before that hit, how were things going? You know, how was the game for you in Morgantown? I know they were pitching you on Sunday, so to speak. Um, but how were how were things working for you? Um, yeah, everything was going good. Um, you know, like I didn't even know I was going to start until uh, maybe told me like two days before we left Jacksonville. So I mean, Really, I didn't even know like I was going to be in the starting rotation until uh, he told me like you know, two days before he left. But uh, you know, I mean, it was it was fun while it lasted up there. I mean, uh, we should get back up there and do it again in the fall. So uh, yeah, I can't wait to get back up there. Hey, Jake, this is John. I I got a question. Like, why West Virginia? I know it's the in-state school, but. It seems to me that the momentum of the program has turned around and we got a lot of momentum going forward. I'm sure you had a lot of offers, but what made you buy into Coach Maisie and the program? Uh, it's just that they, like, they had confidence in me. Um, you know, they were like the one school. Uh, so I didn't have that many offers, but they were the one big-time school that uh, you know reached out to me. And, well, they didn't reach out to me. I went to a camp and, you know, they showed interest, like, right there. So, I mean, and I've always been a WVU fan. I mean, ever since I was little, so, I mean, it's kind of hard to pass up. So, that's kind of why I chose it. Um, you know, the in-state kids always wants to go up there and uh, compete with uh, kids around the country, and I'm glad I get to do that. How big is that for you to be able to uh, compete but have your parents to to be just, you know, a drive and an up-and-back drive away so they can make it to – you know, mostly all of your home games and then your friends and, and, and family can all come up for long weekends when you guys get a set going against, like, an Oklahoma or a Texas. Um, you know, how how great and how cool is that to have that experience that you know you're going to have in college with that? Uh, it's fun because, like I said, they preach that you have 1.8 million behind you up there. So, I mean, uh, it's, uh, it's cool to play for the hometown, play for, uh, you know, I mean, representing my parents, my family. Um, and then the driving distance is a lot better because I can come home in the fall whenever I want. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it works out perfect. Jake, with the season ending on a, I mean, pretty much a high note with you, I mean, you came out and you impressed a lot of people. I mean, what what would you say was your hardest thing to overcome going into it, going into the spring from the winter into the spring and then finding out that you're getting that nod as a freshman, as a starter? Um, the hardest thing I had to overcome. Yeah. Um, you know, just like I said, Maisie trusted in me. Um, so basically the biggest thing he preaches is executing pitches. So, I mean, that was the hardest thing to do is I had to execute my pitches. Um, but you know, we worked on it all year. Uh, we threw bullpens. I mean, we threw constantly. So, I mean, 
kind of just second nature when I got out there. Just you know, start throwing and I just did what I did in the fall and all winter. So I mean, yeah, I mean, executing pitches that was probably the hardest thing, but you know, I didn't have much trouble doing that. What was the you know what's the biggest difference between a throwing to high school and then jumping up and pitching to these Division One college players who have pretty much seen seen everything at that point? But you know, can you yeah. talk about the difference in and what makes it so important to execute your pitches when you're pitching when you make that jump, especially as a freshman? Ah oh, man, I mean, I'm not going to bash West Virginia baseball because I'm almost good here. But I could get by with throwing, you know, a curveball out of the zone. They would swing, or, you know, maybe a bad fastball. They would swing. But I mean, up there, you gotta make good pitches. I mean, that's what. So I'm saying. I mean, yeah, they ain't gonna swing at that curveball in the dirt. Um, they're they're not gonna swing at that bad fastball. I mean, you know, they gotta make good pitches for both sides of the plate. Makes their eyes on up and stuff. So, yeah, that's that's the biggest difference. It's just. The hitters are better. I mean, they they're smarter. But you know, if you make good pitches, like Maisie said, they'll get the subs out. So I mean, that's all you got to do is just make good pitches, and they'll find a way to get themselves out. So that's what I did because I was an overpowered guy. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I would I'd run up to ninety sometimes, but I mean, I wouldn't you know blow it past anybody. I wouldn't sit ninety. So I mean, you know, I just make good pitches. What uh? What would you say your best pitch is? Did you and did you play any travel ball like in the summers? Did you play on any like national teams like travel ball and things like that? Uh, I played for Team Ohio. It's uh, it's they they basically pay for everything. I mean, the plane ticket, hotel, something. How it's big fun. is that to get out and throw against that level of competition? Like you said, you know, and that's the knock on a lot of athletes from West Virginia, like Ryan Switzer, even you know. When when people would talk about him, they'd say, "Well, I mean, you know, he's from West Virginia. Who's he really playing against? He's not getting." But then he goes to like a Nike camp and a seven on seven Nike camp, and he impresses there. And you see that it's not just because who he's playing he- here; it's he's that level of athlete. And people kind of look down at West Virginia because we're not running thousands of D one recruits out, and you're not getting four or five from every school. How important was that travel ball to? Uh, to helping you get ready for what you're seeing now? Um, so, I mean, it was different. Um, like the Canes national team, I mean, they were really good. I never pitched against them, but the team that I pitched against, I'm going to be honest with you right now, I didn't see, like, I mean, yeah, there was a difference. But, I mean, I could still throw that curveball and get them out. Like, I could hear I mean, they would swing at it or, you know. Well, maybe you I mean, just got a nasty ass curve, then, huh? Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it, it's even it's guys everywhere that aren't from here. I mean, they'll they'll say, "Oh yeah, I mean, you're from West Virginia, but you don't play anybody." I mean, you know, you're playing some of the worst baseball in the whole you know country or whatever. But I mean, I'd take my St. Thomas team against some teams, and I mean, you know, it would be a different game. Like, it's just, you know, I mean, we don't get the credit, but you know. He's got to go and prove them. I mean, look at Levi Kelly. He's yeah, to, yeah, uh, that's what we were just we were just talking about that. He he got called yeah. up. That sixty man. He's punching it in at like ninety eight, ninety nine now. Pretty consistent. It looks like too. Yeah, no. yeah. That's what I'm saying that's a West Virginia boy right there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's unfortunate that he didn't he didn't stay around and, and finish here. He he went down there to IMG. So a lot of people are going to say he's a Florida boy. 
But exactly. you know, he won his he won a state championship here with Nitro, and and he he got started here. So to all of us, he's a West Virginia boy. But nationally, what they'll try to do is they'll try to say he's a Florida boy because he hit IMG right, like they did with House. Yeah, and finished up well. Yeah, yeah, exactly like they did with House. That's and it's yeah. unfortunate that's the way they do it, but. But yeah, man, you looked pretty good out there this year, your freshman year. We're, you know, shitty. It got cut short. We're looking forward to watching you next year. And I got <laughs> that gold hat with that blue Uh-oh. bill, man. I've sent emails to the fucking, to the to the <laughs> to the place that the, like the 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 athletic directors WV, and shit and the shop WV and all that. I think I've even sent it to just the baseball team's website. I mean, I'll pay. I got a big, I got a big head, so I need. Do they I have need, one that'll fit on a, a a water bucket? I need like a size eight, but that gold <laughs> one, man. They lied to me two years ago and told me it was coming out last year, and the year, and then they said it was this year. I got to get one of those gold ones and one of those white ones. I mean, those hats aren't coming out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> can I slide? Can I? Can I? I sli- gave my dad one, but. Yeah, can I slide you some cash? No. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. We're going to cut that part out. Um, the NCAA just emailed. Yeah. NCAA is busy with other shit right now, Fox. Don't worry about it. They're looking into a lot of other things and worried about what the schedule is going to be. Hey, Jake, let me ask you what, I mean, with, with season getting cut short, and I mean, they kind of send you into a, a early workout. I mean, what have you been doing around here to get, get ready for uh, next spring? Next spring? Um, you know, just keeping the same routine like I had up there. I mean, um, it's it's very easy to fall out of routine. I mean, with you know working out, you know you you don't have much supervision. I mean, you know you have to do it. So I mean, you gotta basically you know stay on top of your stuff while you're here. I mean, that's the biggest thing they preach is getting into routine. Um, and that that helps a lot. So I mean, that's just why I've been trying to stay. On. You know, getting up at eight a.m. <laughs> Going to bed early, so yeah. If you need somebody to throw BP against, Yo said uh, he still has his bat from high school. <laughs> Shit. And he'll, uh, he'll thirty-two come. outs, thirty-two inch. Yeah, he'll uh, come. Easton. He'll come stand in. I will I, pay to see that. Yeah. You know what, Jake? I mean, just for just for fun and maybe uh, internet content, we could set that yeah. up. Let's go get let's go yeah. get Coach Whitman's key and go down. To I the would. Park. Uh, Yost, Yost thinks he can uh, take you deep under the daycare over there behind uh, SA's baseball field. <laughs> yeah, he said he said that curveball you got ain't got enough drop to put him swinging in the dirt. He's ready to go. He'll probably pull something. Yeah. That's guaranteed. Hey Jake, just real real quick, and you know St. Albans baseball has a long standing, a long history of uh, a lot of great pitchers that have came through there. I mean, even start back in the '60s. Mm-hmm. Um, can you just talk about being a part of that legacy at St. Albans? I know you've been back in town working with some of the young kids, uh, you know, the 13-year-olds, you know. Um, you know. Can, but can you just talk a little bit about being a part of that legacy at St. Albans High School, two state championships, um, and what that means to you? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it means a lot, too, and, you know, you never won one. I mean, you know, we won one in 2015. That was pretty fun. Um, I think I, it was a lot better than 2019, I can tell you that. It was the first one, um, but you know, I mean, I don't look at uh, the best. I don't look at that. I mean, or in the mix or whatever. Like you know, I mean, just you know, everybody's good in their own way. Um, you know, from back in the '60s to you know, I mean, Levi Kelly's the same old boy. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, so um, I mean, you know, there's 
uh, even Vance McCracken, who's a little younger than me, he he played. He was in with the Dodgers. Yeah, he pitched for a long time. Pitched in West Virginia. Timmy, Timmy Schilling was yeah. a good one over at State. Um, you know, Kim Michael and, and Mikey both could throw smoke. <laughs> I I I was shocked when they won it in 2017 that that was the first I time St. Albans won a state. I thought they had won, won it before because St. Albans always had a good I'll baseball tell, program. I'll tell you I'm a, a GW guy, by the way. I'll tell you a, <laughs> a story from probably about the late 60s. So my <laughs> uncle, Art Ramsey, uh, pitched at St. Albans. Oh, yeah. So, Art Ramsey, my dad Oh, yeah. So you, you're familiar with him. So coming out of high school, he was drafted by the Cincinnati Reds. And um, did well, because of the war – at the time, if you went pro, you could be drafted. So he went to University of Cincinnati. But so what happened was they were um, – so Kim West, Jerry's nephew, and Art played on the same team, and they pitched the third-string guy in a, in a sectional and lost. So Coach Chapman, E.C. Oh, Chapman, literally would see Art 25 years later and go – and still bring it up. I should have never did that. I should have never <laughs> did that. So that was, you know, there's been a lot of opp- blown opportunities, even whenever I was in school. Uh, they had some good teams um, with with Coach Whitman, if you ever hear him talk about his group. They yeah, were, they were really good. Whitman's been close a couple times. Yeah, they've been close. Whitman's been close a couple times. Shit, man, didn't you lead off the state championship game with a dinger? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. I was thinking, because <laughs> yeah. we, we were up in Cincinnati watching the Reds play, and we were watching it on our phone. And it was me and uh, me and Cliff were sitting here, and I was like, "Well, fuck, they're up already, one nothing." He was like, "Just start it." I was like, "I guess, dude, went yard." Yeah. And we, you know, we looked it up. It was like, "Yeah." So that had to be solid to be known as a pitcher, but then get to put on a little little power display there at the minor league park. Yeah, I, mean, I was kind of, I was kind of surprised by it. <laughs> I got a question. Um, you obviously played championship baseball in high school, and it seems like. West Virginia, the team last year, there were some seniors and some guys that went pro. Uh, is the foundation being laid to maybe compete for a Big 12 championship with with you guys right now? I mean, I mean, we were young last year, and then but we were really solid. So, um, I mean, I'm not going to say that we played Big 12 competition. But, uh, you know, we just got to keep working. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I really don't know what, how much different it is. That's a pretty good team, man. They didn't lose much from from two years ago when they they were they were in there competing for the. Mm-hmm. They lost like Brandon White and they lost Manoa. They the didn't catch her too, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I Pudge. Yeah. I just know they called him Pudge. It's Rodriguez. They called mm-hmm. him Pudge, but they didn't lose a ton. Like Tucker and a lot of those dudes in the infield were all young guys too. And the first baseman Marcus, that dude, I think hits it a ton. So yeah. I mean, they got yeah, they got ten bags. Yeah, they they got a lot. Manoa is with Toronto, right? So they, right. They've had they got they they're they're set they're primed and ready just like the basketball team and and the football team appears to be heading in the direction of competing with the way he's recruiting. But basketball and baseball are ready, I think, right now. Good, good stuff. Nice. Well, Jake, man, we're gonna cut you loose. We appreciate you uh, taking a few minutes and and uh, chopping it up with us knuckleheads. And, you just uh, let Yost know about those hats. Like I said, a size eight. Uh, donations can be made to whoever I'll t- yeah, I'll tell you what. To. I'll tell you what. If Yost hits a home run off of Jake, at now we'll go down to St. Albans. If he hits a home run, 
I will make a charitable donation to the WVU baseball team and see if Coach Mazzi will do Okay, hey, hey, Jake, you're throwing from center field, and I'm hitting from second base. So. <laughs> they used to, they used to sell those hats. Than you, yeah. could, you could donate like a, a hundo. You could donate like a hundred right, bucks get the and hat. you could get the hat. But, man, that fucking gold one, is, that gold one is sweet, and that white one is solid, too. And like I said, I was at the stadium, uh, I think it was two years ago, after they put those Nike ones out. Right. And uh, the lady was like, yeah, we're supposed to get those gold ones in. And I'm not – no, I've yet to see them. You got shut down on this front, too. Unless Yost can go go yard. Well, we got to work that. He's in center field. I'm on second <laughs> base. I'll get home. over the fence. <laughs> it's over. All right, cool stuff. All right, Jake, thanks, man. We appreciate you joining us. And uh, good luck this summer. Stay stay safe out there. And uh, we're looking forward to watching you. Because you guys will throw a little bit in the fall, right? A little, yeah. A little fall ball? Okay. We'll keep yeah. our eyes peeled, man. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Jake. Thanks. Right. Thanks for having me. Good stuff. You know, he's a he's a really good kid. I mean, um, there's a couple of the the local um, the the youngsters that have been working with him. So, and they're you know they're all like 13s, of course. He's like, I mean, he's like a pro player coming yeah. in. Yeah, and, and the fact that he's pitching at West Virginia, and you know, the kids really look up to him and that type of thing. So it's cool that he takes the time to do that. It's keeping himself in shape, you know. Well, I can tell you one thing with Jake. I mean, he talks about Maisie having faith in him, but Jake is a very coachable kid. Yeah. I mean, you say, hey, try this. He'll try it. If it doesn't work out and he doesn't like it, then, you know, then he'll go back to to what he was doing. But, I mean, he if you ask him to do something, he's going to try it until it just doesn't seem like it works for him. Was that against Richmond when he pitched on Sunday? And yes. just fanning people? Okay. That's he- the last – baseball game I when, he, when he came out a little bit wild and walked the first batter and then that's yeah, all it he took was, he got his he nerves dialed out in, dialed he got his in. nerves out yeah. on that first batter and then yeah. the one thing i do did notice um when i watched him pitch in jacksonville was uh-huh. um you could tell he and that was early in the season mm-hmm. he had made that move and once that lineup had gone through a couple of times there there at the end the, they a couple of them got a nice some nice rings off of him but they pulled him they brought in the closer and uh, but he had a hell of an outing when he pitched six innings, I believe. I think so. That six, first, first six and a third or something. I just love it when West Virginia kids are like, "I want to go to WVU." Yeah, I grew up a WVU fan. Yeah, and that's, you know, and great. I tell people this all the time. And there's been a lot of guys that even we know personally that went somewhere else. But if you're from West Virginia and you go to Morgantown, and I mean, for the rest of your life, you are you are the man. Look at right. Quincy Wilson. Look at John Pennington. Look at guys like Reed. Sherrod, Reed right, Williams. Right. Those guys are West Virginia guys that made good for themselves in, in Morgantown, and uh, and people are forever grateful for that type of stuff. So, all right, we're going to get out of here. We appreciate you guys checking out the podcast this week, and uh, I don't know when we'll be back. It's still summertime. Maybe but a week, maybe a week or two. Whoa. Breaking stuff. Tearing shit up. <laughs> Hello. But, uh, you know, we've got a new season of shows starting. We'll be back uh, hopefully talking football, definitely mid-August. Uh, but until then, we'll be hit and miss. Uh, got a lot of new good sponsors on board. Excited about the, them. Uh, the, the guys from Prop Me. So we're going to be doing some uh, some gambling, <sighs> some wagering. We uh, good. So if you are out there and you're listening, make sure you download that, the, the Prop Me app. And uh, it's a West Virginia-based gambling uh and site I'm, I'm not a i'm not a gambler i am i'm excited so i know you're fired up but we appreciate you checking out the show this week and we'll see you real soon Mountain.